ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we now on the hadith of An-Nawas ibn Sam'an radiyallahu anhu anil nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal al-birru husnul khuluq wal-ithmu ma haka fi nafsika wa karihta an yattali'a alayhi nas rawahu muslim In this hadith An-Nawas ibn Sam'an radiyallahu anhu says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Righteousness is good character. And a sin is what wavers in your soul. A sin is what wavers in your soul. And you dislike that it is exposed to the people. You dislike that the people become aware of it and realize it. So the Prophet ﷺ said in this hadith which is in Sahih Muslim, Righteousness is good character. Al-birru husnul khuluq. Wal-ithmu ma haka fi nafsika. Wa karihta an yattali'a alayhin nas. And a sin is what floats around in your soul. And you hate and dislike that it becomes exposed to the people. Or that the people become aware of it. Similarly, وَعَنْ وَابِسَهُ ابن معبد رضي الله عنه قال أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال وابصه أو ابن معبد رضي الله عنه he says that I came to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he said جئت تسأل عن البر the Prophet ﷺ asked him, You have come to ask about righteousness? Qultu, naam. I said yes. Qal, so the Prophet ﷺ said, Istafti qalbaka. Consult your heart. Albirru ma itma'annat ilayhin nafs. Righteousness brings serenity to the soul and tranquility to the heart. وَالْإِثْمُ مَا حَاكَ فِي النَّفْسِ وَتَرَدَّدَ فِي الصَّدْرِ And sin is what floats around and wavers around in the soul and pulses to and fro in the chest. وَإِنْ أَفْتَاكَ النَّاسُ وَأَفْتَوْكَ And even though the people give you their opinion again and again. So the sin is that which wavers around in your soul and to and fro in your chest, causing you discomfort, even if the people give you their opinion again and again. So in this hadith, or in these two hadith, these two narrations, هَذَانِ الْحَدِيثَانِ فِي بَيَانِ الْبِرِّ These two narrations, they explain to us 
what righteousness is. These two ahadith, they explain to us what righteousness is. بِمَاذَا يَكُونُ وَبِمَاذَا يَتَحَقَّقُ How do you have righteousness? And how do you bring about righteousness? How do you actually do righteousness? How is it performed and actualized? What is righteousness? وَالْبِرُّ كَلِمَةٌ جَامِعَةٌ لِكُلِّ خِصَالِ الْخَيْرِ And bir, righteousness, it is a word that includes, it is a word that comprises of all of the characteristics of goodness. Characteristics of goodness, then they are included within bir, righteousness. مِثْلُ taqwa. Just like taqwa. Taqwa is something which includes within it all of the acts of goodness and the characteristics of goodness. And righteousness, bir, the opposite of it is sin. Sinning is on one side, righteousness is on the other side. The opposite of righteousness is sinning. They are the two opposites. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Baqarah, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَىٰ وَلَا تَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانَ And cooperate with each other upon righteousness and taqwa. And do not cooperate with each other upon sin and transgression. So Allah commands us to cooperate and unite with each other upon righteousness and taqwa. Fearing Allah, fulfilling the obligations, staying away from the prohibitions. And Allah prohibits us from uniting upon the falsehood, uniting upon the sinning and the transgression that we have been forbidden from. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi hadayn al-hadithayn bayyan al-birra wal-ithm And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in these two narrations <coughs> explained what righteousness is and what sinning is. What is righteousness and what is sin? فَقَوْلُهُ So the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith أَلْبِرُّ حُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ That righteousness is the good mannerisms, the righteous and the good and the upright character. That goodness in character and behavior and morals, that is from the righteousness. يعني أن حسن الخلق نوع عظيم من أنواع البر Meaning that the good behavior and the good manners that is a great type from the types of righteousness. There are different types of righteousness, different acts that are included in righteousness. One of the greatest acts included in righteousness is this good character and good behavior and good morals. وَلَيْسَ أَنَّ الْبِرَّ كُلَّهُ مَحْسُورٌ فِي حُسْنِ الْخُلُقِ 
However, that does not mean that righteousness, all of it, is restricted to good manners. You can't just say if somebody's got good manners, they've got complete righteousness. Good manners is a part of righteousness. It is not all of righteousness. So some people, they make the mistake. They say as long as you're nice and as long as you're good and as long as you've got good behavior, that's it. You're upon complete righteousness and birr. That isn't the case. Good manners and behavior, that is a great part of righteousness. But you can't say it's the complete and everything. There are other things included too. وَإِنَّمَا حُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ هُوَ أَعْظَمُ أَنْوَاعِ الْبِرِّ But the good manners, it is the greatest type or greatest part of righteousness. But there are other parts too. Just like the Prophet ﷺ said in one hadith, الْحَجُّ عَرَفَةِ Hajj is عَرَفَةِ the hadith, it says, Hajj is Arafah. So if a person goes just to Arafah, nowhere else, they go just to Arafah, they don't do the stoning, they don't do tawaf, they don't do nothing. They just go to Arafah and come home. Have they done Hajj? That isn't Hajj, but Arafah. Why did the Prophet say, Hajj is Arafah? To highlight how important that part of Hajj is. That Arafah is the major part of Hajj. But of course, there are other things you have to do too to complete the Hajj. But Arafah is that major aspect of Hajj. So the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that with regards to it being the major aspect. Uh, so standing in Arafah is not all of Hajj. وَلَكِنَّهُ أَعْظَمُ أَرْكَانِ الْحَجِّ But it is the greatest pillar of Hajj. وَمِثْلُ قَوْلِهِ And just like the statement of the Prophet it is worship. Dua, it is worship. Even though we know that dua is just one type from the types of worship. Dua isn't everything. There are other types of worship too. But dua is one of the types of worship. But it is the greatest type of the worship. لَكِنَّهُ أَعْظَمُ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَةِ فَحُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ نَوْعٌ عَظِيمٌ مِنْ أَنْوَاعِ الْبِرِّ So the good manners is one of the greatest types from the types of righteousness. وَحُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ And what is the good manners? What are good manners and good behavior? مَعَنَاهُ سِعَةُ الْبَالِ وَالْبَشَاشَةُ فِي الْإِسْتِقْبَالِ One of the meanings of it is to have an open, <coughs> open approach to people and to have a, a smiling and nice approach to people, behaving in that good manner. وَالتَّعَامُلْ مَعَ النَّاسِ بِمُعَامَلَةٍ طَيِّبَةٍ And to deal with the people in a good way, to speak to them and to behave with them in a good way. كَمَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Just as the Prophet ﷺ said, وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ And mingle with the people with the good manners. 
mixed with the people and the uh, uh, individuals with good behavior and good manners. وَهَذِهِ صِفَةُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And this is the characteristic of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. قال الله جل وعلا الله سبحانه وتعالى he said وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That indeed you are upon a great mannerisms, a great manner, a behavior. فَحُسْنُ الْخُلُقِ يَشْمِلُ عَلَى خَيْرَاتٍ كَثِيرًا So good manners includes many types of goodness within it. وَيُكْسِبُ مَحَبَّةَ النَّاسِ لِصَاحِبِ الْقُلُقِ الْحَسَنِ And the people will love that person who has the good manners and the good behavior. وَأَيْضًا إِذَا كَانَ الدَّاعِيَةُ ذَا خُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ أَدَّى ذَلِكَ إِلَى هِدَايَةِ النَّاسِ بِقَبُولِ دَعْوَتِهِ And also if the person who is calling the people, the one who is uh, inviting the people to Islam, calling them to Islam, giving them the knowledge, if those types of people, the scholars and the students, etc., the ones calling to the religion, if they have good manners, good behavior, then that will impact upon the people and they will accept from him. And this is from the greatest types of righteousness. Then the Prophet said, And sin, what is sin then? It is the opposite of righteousness. It is the opposite of righteousness. And that is something which impacts and takes away from your manners and your behaviors and your actions, from the sinning that you do in terms of your behavior and your actions and your speech. And that is something which rumbles around in of yourself when you commit a sin. Then it moves around in of yourself and it floats around and it rumbles around in of yourself. You feel uncomfortable, discomfort with this sin that you've committed. يعني طرأ على النفس وحدثت به النفس لكن صاحبه يكرهه وفي الرواية الأخرى وتردد في الصدر فإذا كان صاحبه يتردد هل يصرح به أو لا يصرح دل على أنه إثم والمراد بالنفس هنا نفس المؤمن التقي أما الفاجر فهو ليس ميزانا للبر والإثم إنما المقصود المسلم التقي الذي يعتبر استحسانه للشيء أو استقباحه له فالذي تكره أن تصرح به وتكره أن يطلع عليه الناس هذا دليل على أنه إثم فَتْرُكْهُ وَتَجَنَّبْهُ فَتَكُونُ نَفْسُ الْمُؤْمِنِي مِقْيَاسًا وَمِيزَانًا Here the shaykh says what we're talking about is a believer. A believer, he knows in of himself when he's done something that he doesn't want the people to know about it. And he doesn't want to be exposed over it. And that is because he is a believer, he's upon goodness and iman. So when he does something that is a sin, he recognizes he doesn't want that to be exposed. As for somebody who's a sinner and evil anyway, they don't care. People who are sinners and evil anyway, they do sins, it doesn't matter to them, they don't care. But for the believer, then he knows that this is wrong. And he doesn't want the people to see that or to become aware of that. فَهَذَا أَصْلٌ عَظِيمٌ So when you know something like that, when there's something in your heart and it's floating around and you don't want it to be exposed, then you realize that this is something wrong. 
وهذا الحديث من جوامع الكلم التي أوتيها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وجوامع الكلم جمع جامع وهو ما يجمع معاني كثيرة وهذه صفة كلامه صلى الله عليه وسلم So this hadith is from the jawami' al-kalim. And we mentioned this before, that the Prophet ﷺ was given the jawami' al-kalim. And that means that the Prophet ﷺ would speak with just a few words, but the meanings of those few words would be great. Even though they were just a few words, but the meanings were massive from those few words. Great number of meanings and a great level of understanding from just a few words the Prophet ﷺ would say. So that is Jawami al-Kalim and this hadith is an example. Look how short that first hadith is. Barely a few words. Al-birru husnul al-khuluq wal-ithmu ma'haka fi nafsika wa karihtan yatala alayhi nas That's it. One line on a piece of paper. Yet the meaning of it is great. These good manners and the sin and you don't want the people to know about it. All of this understanding comes from just a few words the Prophet ﷺ said. Then the second narration that was there, وَفِي حَدِيثِ وَابِصَةِ In the hadith of Wabisa ibn Ma'bad, أَنَّهُ جَاءَ That Wabisa ibn Ma'bad, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He came to the Prophet ﷺ. And he wanted to ask the Prophet ﷺ a question. But when he came to the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ already started to speak to him and he preceded him before he got a chance to ask the question. And the Prophet ﷺ already said to him straight away, you've come to ask about righteousness. You've come to ask about righteousness. So the Prophet ﷺ already said it before he had a chance to ask. He said to him, you've come to ask about righteousness. And in another narration, the Prophet ﷺ says, shall I tell you or are you going to ask me? So the Wabisa, uh, he said, you tell me. So the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, you have come to ask me about righteousness and about sin. So this is from the signs of the prophethood. This is from the signs of the prophethood. And يُطْلِعَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى مَا جَاءَ مِنْ أَجْلِهِ وَابِسَ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَسْأَلَهُ That the Prophet ﷺ was made aware of what this individual Wabisa radiallahu anhu was going to ask even before he asked. So this was from the miracles and the signs of the truthfulness of the prophethood of the Prophet that Allah allowed him to have that before he even came to ask. ثُمَّ بَيَّنَ لَهُ سَأَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ الْبِرُّ أَوْ أَنَّ الْبِرُّ اطْمَأَنَّتْ إِلَيْهِ النَّفْسِ وَاطْمَأَنَّ إِلَيْهِ الْقَلْبِ that righteousness is where you find serenity in of yourself and tranquility of the heart towards it. You find peace in of yourself with regards to this righteousness that you've done. Uh, so the person who is upon serenity and the person who is upon tranquility, he is the one who is grounded and established and firm. He's peaceful and tranquil and he knows he's upon righteousness or he's doing righteousness and staying away from sins. But the one who is not in that state of peace and tranquility is going to be the person who's in a state of discomfort and upset and anxiety. He has anxiety and anxious. That is the type of person who doesn't have serenity and tranquility and peace in his heart. 
But the one whom has righteousness is upon righteousness, then the Prophet ﷺ says, he will feel serenity and peace in his heart. Not be like those people who are upset and discomfortable, uncomfortable with discomfort in their hearts, and anxiety and thinking about things and worried and concerned. Those types of peoples don't find any serenity or peace in their heart. But the righteousness, it brings you that peacefulness and tranquility. The sin is the opposite. Because the Prophet ﷺ then said, وَالْإِثْمُ The sin, مَا حَاكَ فِي النَّفْسِ وَكَرِهْتَ أَنْ يَطَّلِعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ The sin is that which it rumbles around in your soul, it floats around in your soul, it causes that discomfort in your soul. And you hate that the people should become aware of it. The sin that you've done. وَفِي الرِّوَايَةِ وَتَرَدَّدَ فِي الصَّدَرِ فَالْإِثْمُ يَحْصُلُ فِي نَفْسِكَ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَجْرَأُ أَنْ تُظْهِرَ لَوْ كَانَ بِرٌ مَا تَرَدَّدَ فِي الْإِعْلَانِ بِهِ So when you do, when it's a sin, you know in your heart, you don't want it to be exposed. But when it's righteousness, that wouldn't be a problem. Even if people found out, righteousness is righteousness. But when it's a sin, you're, dis, you're uncomfortable. And you have discomfort and you don't want it to get out. So that shows that this is a sin and this is something not good. So this holding back and this hesitation of yours and this discomfort of yours, it shows that this is a sin. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ جَعَلَ فِي نَفْسِ الْمُؤْمِنِ نُورًا وَمَعْرِفَةً بِالْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِ Because Allah has placed a light in the souls of the people to recognize, uh, in the soul of a believer, to recognize what is correct and what is false, what is true and what is evil, what is good and what is evil. قَالَ تَعَالَى إِن تَتَّقُوا اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ فُرْقَانًا Allah said in the Qur'an that if you fear Allah, then Allah will make for you a furqan, Meaning that you will be able to distinguish what is good from what is evil. وَالضَّارُ وَالنَّافِعُ And what is harmful from what is beneficial. هَذَا هُوَ الْفُرْقَانِ فَنَفْسُ الْمُؤْمِنِ يَجْعَلُ اللَّهُ فِيهَا فُرْقَانًا تُمَيِّزُ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِ So the believer's soul, Allah makes within it a criteria upon which it can distinguish the goodness from the evil. Then the Prophet said, وَإِنْ أَفْتَاكَ النَّاسُ وَأَفْتَوْكَ أَفْتَاكَ أَوْ أَفْتَوْكَ الْمَعْنَى وَاحِدْ لَكِنَّ هَذَا مِنْ بَابِ التَّأْكِيدِ Even if the people, they repeat again and again, they say it again and again. لِأَنَّ الْعِبْرَ لَيْسَ بِمُجَرَّدِ الْفَتْوَى مِنَ الْعَالِمُ وَإِنَّمَا الْعِبْرَ مَعَ ذَلِكَ بِنَفْسِكَ فَإِذَا وَجَدْتَ نَفْسَكَ تَطْمَئِنُّ إِلَى هَذِهِ الْفَتْوَى فَهَذَا بِرْ وَإِذَا وَجَدْتَ نَفْسَكَ تَكْرَهُ هَذَا الشَّيْءِ فَهَذَا إِثَمْ وَالْعَالِمُ لَيْسَ مَعْسُومًا فَقَدْ يُخْطِئُ وَيُجِيبُ عَلَى الظَّاهِرِ وَلَا يَدْرِي عَنِ الْبَاطِنِ وَقَدْ يَكُونُ الْعَالِمُ عَالِمًا الضَّلَالِ وَالْعُلَمَاءُ لَيْسُوا سَوَاءً فَالْمُهِمُّ أَنَّكَ لَا تَعْتَمِدُ عَلَى الْفَتْوَى حَتَّى تَطْمَئِنَّ نَفْسُكَ إِلَيْهِ وَإِلَيْهَا فَإِذَا اطْمَأَنَّتْ نَفْسُكَ إِلَى هَذِهِ الْفَتْوَى فَهَذَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَى أَنَّهَا صِدْقٌ وَبِرٌّ أَمَّا إِذَا نَفَرَتْ نَفْسُكَ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْفَتْوَى وَلَمْ تَطْمَئِنَّ إِلَيْهَا فَتْرُكْهَا لِأَنَّ بَعْضَ النَّاسِ الَّذِي لَهُ هَوَى وَرَغْبَةِ فِي الشَّيْءِ يَقُولْ مَا دَامْ أَفْتَى فُلَانٌ بِهَذَا فَلَيْسَ عَلَيَّ شَيْءٍ وَهَذَا فِي ذِمَّتِهِ Here the shaykh says now even if the people they tell you and they tell you again, they give you a fatwa, if you hear some ruling or some fatwa, 
and you are not content in your soul over it, then you need to look at the situation. Because some people, even though they might not be content in their soul, they don't feel comfort, they know this fatwa they've heard, it doesn't sound right, it can't be right. Fatwa telling you music is halal, fatwa telling you shaking uh, the hands of a woman who's not mahram is halal. Fatawa from these so-called scholars, and in reality they are scholars of evil and scholars of misguidance. But some people they'll say, no, but such and such gave the fatwa. So it's not my fault now, they've given the fatwa, I'm just following it. But it isn't like that. You need to be careful with regards to these, not just follow any fatwa that comes. Some of these scholars, they are not really scholars. They are scholars of evil and scholars of misguidance. So we say to them, the Shaykh says, such and such will not suffice you. You cannot just say, such and such gave me the fatwa. Because not even the scholars, they are not, it's not as if they can't make mistakes. Perhaps one of them made a mistake too. And you might not even know how righteous this so-called scholar is. So don't just rely upon the fatwa until you examine it or you present it to yourself. If you find in your heart that you can't feel comfortable with this fatwa, fatwa is telling you music is halal, but you find in yourself you're not feeling comfortable with this fatwa, you're not feeling that you are at peace or at ease with this fatwa. The Shaykh says, then be careful with these affairs. Because like we've said, many of the scholars or some of these so-called scholars are not scholars. They are scholars of misguidance. So when you hear some fatwa like that, where you in your heart, you don't find contentment. Telling you you can do free mixing, telling you you don't have to wear the hijab, telling you you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. In your heart you know it doesn't sound right, it can't be right. This is against what the evidences are saying. Then do not just blindly follow and say, well he's given the fatwa. Rather you look to this affair. And if it's like that, and you're not content, and you know it's not right, then don't follow it. وَالْآنْ كَثَرَتْ شِكَايَاتُ النَّاسِ مِنْ كَثَرَةِ الْفَتَاوَى وَكَثَرَةِ مَنْ يُفْتُونَ And now the shaykh says, there are many complaints from many people. It's Shaykh Al-Fawzan saying this. There are many complaints from many people about, about all of these individuals out there giving fatwas. People all over the place giving fatwas. So when you hear some fatwa, and you're not content with it, your soul isn't at ease and tranquil and serene, you're not peaceful with it, you realize it's not right, then don't just follow those fatawa and say, well, the fatwa was given by this person or that person. Rather, you look to the affair and you present it to yourself. You will be responsible for what you take upon yourself. Don't just say, well, he's given the fatwa, so it's halal, I can do whatever I want. You will be responsible for what you take upon yourself. وَقَدْ تُبَهْرِجُ عَلَيْهِ أو تقول له كلاما على خلاف الحقيقة وهو يفتيك على ما يسمع 
Sometimes the shaykh says, maybe you or people might go to a scholar and they give the question in the wrong way. And so the scholar says, it's okay, that's allowed. But really it was because you gave the question in a wrong way. So you get the fatwa that it's allowed and you go and do it. And in reality what you're doing is not right and you know it. Because you phrased the question or you gave the question in a wrong way. And the scholar gave you the fatwa according to your question. But your question was not the reality of your situation. So this type of behavior is clearly incorrect. And the scholar is not to blame for that. The scholar is going to give you the answer according to the question you give. If you say your situation is like X, Y, and Z, he will give you the answer upon the situation you describe. If you describe that situation wrong and lying and deceitfully, then the scholar will only give you the answer upon what you've described. Scholars don't have knowledge of the unseen. They don't know that you're deceiving them in this situation you're giving them. So that is not the responsibility of the scholar in that situation. That is your responsibility and you will be accountable for that. So it is not just a case of, well, the shaykh gave me a fatwa. Were you truthful in your questioning and were you honest and were you upon sincerity too? فَعَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَتَّخِذَ هَذَا الْحَدِيثَ مِيزَانًا يَسِيرُ عَلَيْهِ فيما يَسْمَعُ أَوْ يُقَالُ أَوْ يُكْتَبُ مِنَ الْفَتَاوَى So this is a hadith which explains to you. Don't just blindly follow anything. Fatwa comes here, fatwa comes there. Maybe they're not even scholars who are giving these fatawa. Scholars of evil. You need to look towards who you take your knowledge from and what these fatawa are about. خُصُوصًا فِي هَذَا الزَّمَانِ The Shaykh says, especially nowadays, الَّذِي قَلَّ فِيهِ خَوْفُ اللَّهِ وَتَجَرَّ النَّاسُ عَلَى الْفَتْوَى Especially in these days when the people, the fear of Allah has decreased, and everybody everywhere they want to give fatawa. People who haven't even studied with the scholars, they haven't even studied anything properly, they don't even know Arabic to be able to understand, and they go and they go to TV and they give fatawa, fatawa, talking about this issue, talking about that issue, and they never even studied it talking about things about aqidah, and they don't even know those things about aqidah. They don't even know the usul of Ahlul Sunnah in aqidah. So they make mistakes in what they are talking about. They talk about the Qur'an and they don't know what they're talking about and they make mistakes. They talk about names and attributes or about the Salaf and they don't know what they're saying and they make mistakes. So the Shaykh says nowadays many people, they are bold and courageous, they go out there giving fatawa. And they're not even scholars and they haven't even studied. So be careful who you take your knowledge from. Uh, so they speak without knowledge. لكن كل ما اشتدت الحاجة إليه كان نفعه أعظم فما يسمع المسلم من الأقوال والفتاوى يميز بينها بميزان نفسه وما تضمن إليها وما يتنفر منها منه لكن بعض الناس إذا صار له هوى فإنه يتبع الأقوال والفتاوى ولو مستس ولو مستساغها في نفسه إنما يأخذها طاعة لهواه وهذا إثم بلا شك. The shaykh says, so therefore you have to look at these fatawa, don't just follow your desires. Sometimes you hear a fatwa and you like it. It's so suitable to what you want to do. So people, they just take that fatwa. That's it, I've heard a fatwa, you can do this and you can do that. Because it suits the desires that you want to follow. The shaykh says, if you start doing that kind of thing, you're going to fall into sinning. It isn't about fatwa shopping and looking for something to suit your desires. Rather, you look for the correct knowledge from the correct sources, from the Salafi scholars. Not to go around anybody and everybody coming on TV and radio and here and there, on the internet and YouTube giving fatawa and you taking knowledge from them. Rather, you take the knowledge from the correct sources and the fatawa that are upon the understanding of the Salaf in the evidences of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Not just anybody coming along now telling you, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this, you can do that. And they come all over the place now on TV and stations and channels, so-called scholars, and they are not scholars. So be aware of that. 
That's what we'll conclude today. And next time, next week, we'll begin with the famous hadith of Al-Irbad ibn Sariyah, radiallahu anhu, where he mentioned the advice and the khutbah of the Prophet ﷺ, where he gave them the admonition, وَعَذَنَا رَسُولُ this uh, hadith about the hearts trembling and the eyes shedding tears from the khutbah of the Prophet ﷺ, inshaAllah we'll mention that next lesson uh, next week at 7.30. So we'll conclude on that point for today.